Welcome back to the Mountain People podcast with me, your host, Andy Cave. Here's a taste of what's in store. I, I followed those people to the mountain, to the hiking trail. And then I discovered a whole different world apart from Casablanca in our Atlas Mountain. Social media. For me, it's really important to, to connect. It's easy and quick to be connected to the, to the people. I was super stressed seeing what I'm, what is ahead of me. But I know one thing, I was with Jeff. Jeff is my friend and I can trust Jeff on my life. This is a very special episode. A story of two people from very different worlds coming together to explore a first ascent in a remote mountain range in Morocco during winter. This journey, documented in the film Land of the Cold Sun, follows aspirational young Moroccan climber Faisal Bourkiba and Chamonix-based mixed climbing legend Jeff Mercier. There is a gulf between their experience, but they strike up a relationship via social media, Faisal reaching out to Jeff with a plan. This is a journey of exploration on many different levels, and it is beautifully captured in the film. I asked Faisal about the challenges of sourcing equipment on local markets and having to hide his equipment for fear of his parents finding it. There is no culture of hard alpinism here. I asked Jeff what it meant to them both, the emotions they felt on reaching the summit plateau at over 4,000 metres. What makes this episode special is allowing you to see beyond the superficial, to ponder what alpinism means. Clearly here, the climbing experience is so much more than grades or names. So welcome, Jeff and Faisal. Uh, really great Great to see you. Thanks for making the effort. Welcome to this podcast show. I've just watched the film Land of the Cold Sun, and I must say, what a fantastic film. And we'll put a link in uh, the podcast so people can go and watch that. Just looked like such a great adventure. Faisal, the name Land of the Cold Sun. Why is that the title of the film? Because, uh, you know, in Morocco, we have uh, a hot weather during all the all the seasons so we live uh, in africa north africa so it's got like 30 degrees all uh, all all the days on the year long but when you go to the mountains you have the sun but it's cold so great <laughs> great title yeah and where do you where is your home town where were you born and where's your family which part of morocco I live, I live in Casablanca, Morocco. It's like the biggest city in Morocco, uh, and it has nothing to do with the mountain. So how did you discover the mountains? What was your journey to getting into climbing and wanting to be like an alpinist? I, I have never had an idea to be an alpinist, to be honest with you. <laughs> like 2009, I had some problem with the, with the university, so... Uh, I had to stop for like one year from the university and I had nothing to do in Casablanca. So I decided to go for a travel around Morocco in order to, to spend time. And on my journey of traveling, I've discovered villages and then smaller villages through the mountains. And then I've seen a foreign people, French and Germans and Italians hiking on the mountains. And I, I was really curious about that. And I wanted to do the same. So I, I, I had no, no gear at all. I, I was on my jeans and my sneakers. So 
I, I followed those people to the mountain, to the hiking trails. And then I discovered a whole different world apart from Casablanca in our Atlas Mountain. So that's wow. pretty much the story. And so you started off doing some, some, some hikes with not very much kit, and then obviously you progressed, wanted to do some actual climbing. I mean, how did you actually find the clothing and the, the material? It must be difficult to find in Morocco. To find yes. a rope, for example. Yeah, not not even the rope. Like even when I was hiking, it was difficult to find shoes, like hiking shoes. Uh, we do not have uh, quality store kit stores here in Morocco. So, as it was shown in the film, we go to the public markets to buy the old kits sent from Europe, and uh, it's very cheap. Uh, it's like let's say forty percent fit not 100 percent fit <laughs> but it, it, it gets the job done so i was in like uh, on a weekly basis visiting the public markets in order to buy kids okay wonderful and jeff what about you i mean you're obviously um uh, well tell us about yourself your, your, what is your job first of all um <clears throat> my full-time job is to rescue people in the mountains so I work, I do that job since small than, uh, yeah, 20 years, 23 years. And um, I'm a mountain guy too. Um, yeah, and now I live in, in Corsica. I have worked in Chamonix, but now I'm in Corsica for three years. Yeah, so when, we, when we're in Chamonix in the summer or winter and we're seeing these helicopters buzzing around, yeah. performing these pretty crazy looking rescues, yeah. um, you're the guy that's coming out on that wire, right? Yeah, so um, it's hard to explain what you live in, in Chamonix, especially because you you can work during all hours of the day, mid of the night. It's, yeah, there's so many things to do. People come for alpinism, for uh, for base jumping, uh, for skiing, skis, so there's so many activities, which means a lot of of rescue in different kinds. But it's, yeah, it's, it's really tired. And after 15 years of rescue in Chamonix, I need to take a, a little pause <laughs> in Corsica. It, it's different. It's pretty busy in summer too. But, um, during all of the year, we have more, more time for, for training, which is very important for the other part of my activity. If I can say uh, as an athlete, I need time to, for training. Yeah. I need time to, for traveling. So um, it's a good balance now, and especially with the family too, because I have three kids. Well, I can say three kids because the other is 20 years old now. But with three, three boys at home and my wife, it, it's good to find uh, the right job to have time for climbing, for the patient, but for the, uh, for the job and for the family stuff. Yeah. Fantastic, Jeff. Yeah, well, super high skilled. I mean, just, just for people listening, they might not know, but people who are working in the rescue, they're often mountain guides. And then, of course, you need all the paramedic training as well. So yeah. there's a lot of incredible amounts of training, exactly. um, super skilled stuff. And, of course, when you're not working, you're, I always see you in the mountains and you have a huge passion for winter climbing, mixed climbing, ice climbing, new routes as well. So I would imagine, Faisal, to, for you, with your background, to be able to come together with somebody like Jeff, this must have been like, an incredible opportunity and how did it come about 
how did you guys meet <laughs> so uh, i was uh, i was like trying to uh, to promote for ice climbing in morocco uh, i was climbing some easier lines just before covid closed all the doors in in morocco uh, and then uh, maybe jeff noticed one of my pictures and then he commented to me uh, i would like i would like to climb them for for the next days or something like that and then i dm jeff and we start talking about the project and and he said he if you have any idea I'd we I, I would be very happy to come to morocco and help you do it and then we started the project so it was on social media that's great isn't it because often sometimes today social media is it has some bad reputations but this was this was a thing where it's bringing two people together exactly to do something really cool yeah for me what is really important with the social media it's just to to show the people how strong you are because there are so many strong people on the instagram planet but uh, sure. yeah. but yeah for me it's really important to to connect it's easy and quick to be connected to the to the people so yeah, we can discuss, but it's not because it's easy and quick that we that we do this uh, kind of expedition very quickly. So that we we take time to know each other, we discuss a lot, we have a meeting, we meet together, uh, we speak together, and our wife knows her now. It's like and we became it's hard to say friends with the because of the social media, but we know better each other with the social media. And uh, after something like one year, we, we decided to go a little bit further and to, to speak with uh, with Rob to, to propose this project. It was yeah, um, it was, we are not too opportunist on that project. We are not, we are a, a team since the, the beginning, so it, that's why the the result of the the film is like this because we are now we are friends and this is really important to show that. In the the movie, it's not a, a mountain guide and a, someone from Morocco who decide to to climb uh, a gully. No, it was two friends who want to to do something new because for me it was to discover the alpine possibility of Morocco and for Faisal to to be able to to climb a, a part of the mountain that before he wasn't uh, be able to do it by by himself. So yeah, for me it was really important uh, to do uh, as if uh, a corday, a party. Yeah, I think well said, Jeff. And I think it, for me, I've just watched the film. It, it comes across there's real authenticity, and uh, you, you can see. Uh, well, I'll get to that bit. The the emotion on the summit. Let's talk a little bit about the mountain because where exactly is? I don't know if I can pronounce it right, but Tazahat, the high plateau. Exactly. From marrakesh which of course the film opens there in marrakesh which is this kind of crazy like any moroccan city with the markets and very busy um from there how, how far is it to travel by by car or bus to to where you begin the walk to the refuge yeah normally uh, we begin the the hike from the village is called tizi Wissam. Uh, the like uh, we have like three hours drive from Marrakesh to Tizi Wissam through the mountains, 
and then uh, we hike from the from Tizewusem to the refuge around uh, let's say one hour and a half two hour depends on the weather on the trail okay are you on the just to be clear is this on the north or the south side of the atlas it's, mountains uh, it's 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 in the middle of morocco it's like of the or of the uh, as we say in morocco the the high atlas mountain okay yeah and it's it's pretty high isn't it so i mean the hut is is it 3000 meters exactly refuge exactly yeah. okay and what was the hut like jeff for you is it like the same like a mountain hut you would get in chamonix or is it quite different well about the about the climb or about the hut sorry i didn't the, the, the hut the refuge ah uh, uh, the refuge um it was not the Switzerland <laughs> refuge. <laughs> Two weeks ago, I, I was in uh, Alleged Glacier on the winter refuge, which is very cozy. So, yeah, it was a little bit different, but what is the most important? It was the ambiance in the refuge with uh, not only Fessal, but all of the team, with the cooker, with um, the friends of Fessal, with my friend John. And um, so it was, uh, it was, small hut and it was uh, yeah the condition were uh, super bad it was pretty pretty wet into the refuge and we stay uh, because we have to stay around five or six days inside the refuge because of the really bad weather that's why we are always wearing a big jacket and uh, but it, it gives um, yeah a, a flavor to this expedition because yeah when when it's not yeah. easy yeah you the between the relationships are, are really different when it's not easy so yeah you're you're close you become closer then the conditions are really good and you can go outside and do what you want we all Fantastic, stay together yeah. And, yeah so a little bit like scotland or ben nevis or something the way you're describing it maybe like the cic yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and is what time of year were you there i'm just thinking what is it often a good time what month was it was it was it uh, which was it February or March when you were there? Uh, early March. Early March. So you've got yeah quite a lot of daylight. Yeah. Um, okay, and there was one climb, Faisal, that you were a little bit obsessed by this couloir that you'd seen. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and of course, you hadn't really been able to see into it. So in the film you're climbing up it's quite a contrast because at one minute you're climbing up some really nice looking rock mm -hmm. uh, in the sun and i don't know what type of rock it is but it looks really nice is it granite or sandstone or something normally in morocco the rock that we have is granite okay in the film of the title land of the cold sun in morocco we have huge temperatures drop in the nights and hot water weather to Sorry, during the during the day, so you can have twenty degrees during the day, but minus twenty six during the night. These huge uh, differences of the temperatures are giving the rocks. Uh, uh, I'm gonna say in English, are giving the rocks bad conditions, which the rocks start to fall in apart. So this is a little bit the the particular case in our mountains is that the rocks is not that that good especially in the faces who are south 
Okay, yeah, so it, it's, it's, yeah, I, I understand that. Um, and it, I guess once you got to know each other, um, you built up and then you actually went to the couloir itself. And it looked, yeah, it looked like it had, well, you described the route. I mean, it's, it, it has a bit of everything by the looks of it. Yeah, and, uh, so uh, when we arrived, because first, Fetal uh, sent me some, some photos of the, of the couloir. I really remember a photo that he sent me during maybe July or August, and we we could see um, ice ice on the on the mountain. So yeah, it was crazy to see ice on the mountain around yeah three thousand fifty less than four thousand because yes in Africa there's not so many so many couloirs like this. I just heard about the diamond couloir and the Kilimanjaro, but diamond couloir disappeared maybe since, I don't know, maybe more than, than 20 years. So yeah. it's probably when you, the only place where you can find ice all year round in, in Africa. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty high around, uh, 1000 meters. And the fact that we, we, we didn't have a lot of information if it has been climbed before or not, but for sure it was, it wasn't climbed regularly every, every winter. There's no, no information at all on, on, on that fact. So, um, I, I imagine a lot of, of possibility of what, what we can find, what the condition could be. So for me, the ideal plan was to, arrive at, at the refuge and stay three or four days around the, the couloir to be able to check every different part of the of the couloir and to to learn about about the rock and the um, and the snow because at the end of march we found a, a lot of of uh, of snows and avalanches is always a, a possibility when you when you climb that season uh but the the forecast changed the Changed the plan because the, the weather was supposed to change really fast. And I don't remember, it was two or three days after that we, uh, arrived in Marrakech. The, the snow was supposed to arrive, uh, and a lot of snow. So we arrived at the refuge on the, on Friday night, right, Cecil? On Friday? Exactly. Yes, exactly. And we, uh, and, uh, so the option was to climb on Saturday, which means that without, uh, possibility to see what we, we will find. So, uh, I just gave a quick walk to the, to the bottom of the couloir, but uh, I was just able to see the, uh, the 100, maybe less than 100 first meters, which means that a lot of I had a lot of questions about what, what we could find, but it's, it's part of the game of the, of the alpinism. Yeah, that's the reason why it's so, it's so good because you don't know what we will find. And, uh, for me, the other kind of problems I could say is that I didn't know the, um, alpine abilities of, uh, of Faisal. So, because we just discuss and we just do the, the approach. And, uh, I did, we didn't work on, on crampon together. We didn't share the rope on, uh, together. So it, it was a lot of questions before doing something new. But, um, yeah, I, I'm always confident and I, I was just super happy to be, to be at, at that place. So the, the idea was to do our best. The idea together and Fessal and me, but not to, to climb 
all of the 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 gully, the couloir, but to do our best and just have fun on what we are we we, we were supposed to do on the, the day after, and uh, just and to do that with with a lot of safety. So as the the day was uh, supposed to be good on Saturday, we wake up pretty early, if I could say, because it was something that we leave the refuge. I remember around six. So we begin with the daylight, daylight around seven, seven, seven thirty. But uh, <clears throat> finally, the, the condition was super good because yes, before coming, we, we decided the um, the period of March because um, I, I was really busy in, in January and February, and I, I wasn't sure of what we will find. So total say that the condition might be better in uh, early early in the year, but um, I have my experience in the Alps, and I I know that if you climb too early, the the snow might be fresh and it's not not easy to walk, and uh, the temperature for sure are, are lower in uh, February than in March. So um, yes, the the windows was really really short because. As we are in uh, in Morocco, March could become warm quick, quickly, quickly. But we what we have in the in the Alps. So yeah, it, it was a lot. Of, I have a lot of <laughs> questions yeah. on my head before before climbing. But finally, we we had been really really lucky because uh, the condition, as I said, was was super good. The snow was hard, and uh, the path, the mixed path were not super long and super steep, but just enough to be to, to be fun and to to get the right. The, the, yeah. Well, I think you did a fantastic job as well. Of course, you you you're making a film, so this is always an extra layer of complexity and work. And uh, you know, it's nice to watch the film, but I I've been involved once in a in a film in winter time, and I know how much work that can be as well. So. Basil, what was it like? What did it feel like for you to finally be in the in the couloir? Uh, I was super stressed, to be honest with you. Before getting into the couloir, seeing what I'm, what is ahead of me, because I didn't know the de the details of the couloir, but I know one thing: I was with Jeff. Jeff is my friend, and I can trust Jeff on my life. I I, I knew that hundred percent. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you were, and what about? I mean, it starts off in the film. The couloir is like a classic couloir, some steep snow. Yes. And then you, when you look up, you can see that to begin with, there's obviously some technical part. It's some ice and some rock, and then above that, there's almost like, well, you could call it a snow mushroom or the bottom of a something that could present a danger if it falls down so uh, but also it looks like could be quite tricky to climb around that depending on how hard or how good the snow is so what did what was it like for you Faisal had you done some technical mixed climbing the day before training with Jeff or was this the first time that you were doing this kind of hooking your ice axes on like small edges and quite thin ice at times <laughs> Actually, it was the first day. I was seeing Jeff climbing above me like an alien. Like his crampon placement, his tools. But the good thing is that I was receiving instructions and uh, guiding from Jeff all the way along. 
So uh, whenever we start a hard move, I know what I'm going to do like in my head. And to be honest with you, Andy, I used every placement I find with my tools and my compounds. I just did what I had to do. Maybe not like in style like Jeff, but I had to follow Jeff. It's funny, actually, because there's one bit in the film where you're following Jeff up. I think it's the sort of thin ice mixed bit before the snow mushroom. And there's spin drift coming down and you can tell you're kind of... It's tricky for you. It's hard, but you're still smiling. And I thought that was a great sign. You're still having a little grin, you know. <laughs> so that's the sign of a good alpinist, even, yeah. in the, even in the tough times. Yeah, because, you know, all, all my life I had like a good mental. I can manage the, the bad situation. And also to be in the couloir was a big dream for me. So, I mean, I'm already in there. So we should have fun. We should enjoy Maybe I'm suffering in the, in the backstage, but you should have fun in all the situations. Yeah, there's a famous quote, isn't there? I think it's from, maybe it was from Alex Lowe, the American. Yeah. About the best climber in the world is the one having the most fun. Exactly. Like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, and as Jeff was saying earlier, with, with sometimes in social media, it's, there's so much, everyone trying to prove how they're, you know, I don't know. The big thing but but actually so much of climbing is the teamwork the camaraderie and uh, being in beautiful places and exactly exactly you know andy i uh, i had this this trust inside me because uh, i'm a kind of person that listened to his deepest voice because he's so honest with me the deepest voice and i was saying in my in deep down in me just go for it jeff he knows what he's doing so just just follow him and don't ask questions, just put the work like uh, a step be- behind the step and step, and then we climb. And it, the, one of the reasons why I, I don't work as, as, a, as a mountain guide is because I don't appreciate the money relationship that you need to when you are a mountain guide because you need money to live. But uh, if you have the chance to be able to travel, to meet people, to share the rope, to share emotion together, but without the, the money aspect, if I could say, we yeah. were like two, two friends because uh, yeah, we don't exactly. uh, don't have money. He don't give money to me for for guiding him. So yeah, for us it was just a, a fun moment. We are two people who love the mountain, and uh, we were lucky to 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 be in the mountain at the right moment because that day was super nice and the condition was super good. So yeah, that's why we are so happy because we, we know and because we know that we are lucky to do that. It's not uh, everyone who, who can go at this place to, cl- to find the, the, the cooler in the good condition. And uh, yeah, some, sometimes people forget that they are lucky to do what they, what they do, especially the athletes because they are fair for traveling and they can go where what they want in the world, and they forget that they are, they are lucky to do that because not so many people do that. It's not because it's hard or it's easy. It's just because they are in a nice place, so you have to be to have pleasure with that. Reminders of the altitude as well, Jeff, going up that final bit. Well, I would think three and a half thousand meters by now or more. Yeah, less than four thousand. Really close on four thousand. Yeah. And so you have some steep, steeper snow ice where you were moving together. Uh, up, up towards the, the summit? 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it, due to the latitude, it's not the same 4,000 that you can find in the Alps. It's not the same altitude that you can find if you go uh, Of course, yeah. North. So, yeah, it was one, one of the things that makes me, um, yeah, give me doubt before this uh, expedition. It's that I live at uh, zero meters altitude in Corsica. <laughs> so, okay. yeah, being at, uh, staying in the refuge at 3,000 and after try to go at, at 4,000, so you need more time, you need, you need active meditation. But um, with that kind of altitude, it, for me, it was like 2,000 in the Alps. So physically, it was, uh, it, it was okay for, for all of us. And even if the, the condition and even if the, the snow was pretty hard at the end, physically, it, it worked well, even if the altitude was 4,000. Yeah, well said. And the film really captures, I think, the, the time on the summit with you guys together, kind of the, the the end of that particular journey. What did it feel like being up there on the summit, Faisal? I, I didn't, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't I don't really have the words to describe the situation. Yeah, it was a special, it, it looked special. I won't spoil it because people will want to watch the film anyway. I think it's a really, it's a great film. Um, and the descent, if anybody else goes up there, is it, is it an okay descent to get down from the summit? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it, it was pretty long. Like, uh, if I remember like three or four hours walking on the snow, but there's no, there's no, no crevasse. There's no, uh, no avalanche risk. So it was more, more longer than, uh, than technical, but yeah. What gives me the most, the best souvenir of that uh, trip is when Faisal arrived on the top because he had so many emotions. But it, it was the first time that I see someone like this in a mountain, so happy to, yeah. Because yeah, uh, in the Alps, we, we go in the mountain every day. So yeah, again, well, it's normal. Yeah, we're on top. It's okay. But yeah, for Faisal, it was something really important. And yeah, it give me that. It's in my it's in my heart forever, yes. Because uh, there's so many emotions, yeah. It was it's it's really important, and sometimes we f- forget that when we do alpinism. Well said. Thanks. Thanks for thanks I, for sharing I, that, that. Sorry, I would, Faisal. I, I would like to add something, Andy, if you allow me. Please. Uh, uh, I was walking by the this face like for, for a lot of years, and each time I see the face, look, it's interesting, but I do not have the abilities to climb it. And when the project was uh, was was built, and finally I see myself climbing, and I was really doing all my best to climb, and finally to reach the top and to climb the couloir of glass, the dream of many years, I, I couldn't handle all that. I mean, it was it was so emotional for me, and for for the moment I cannot watch the movie with the with families with with friends. I try to hide my emotions with families because each time we reach that part, I start crying. I remember the emotions I had over there. Yeah. Well, I don't want to put you on the spot now anyway, because I want to, I would like to ask you, go back a little bit if I could, because in the film, you, of course, I'm spoiling the film because I'm telling everybody all about it (laughs) before (laughs) they've watched it. But anyway, um, you talk about, the Moroccan society and and the thing with with like climbing there it's not 
it's not known in like if like Jeff says, if you're in Chamonix, particularly this is like a center of alpinism. Everybody's there for climbing, skiing, running, something. Everybody's fit. And if you stay there a long time, you you think that that is normal. But obviously, um, in 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 your country, it's a small thing climbing, or it doesn't really exist ice climbing. So, what do your what would your family think? I mean, you talked about maybe having to hide some of your climbing equipment when you first started because you would be worried what they would think if they found the ropes and things like that. Is 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 that true? Exactly. With, with my family, especially the ropes, maybe they would not recognize the quick draws and the and the beaners about the ropes and the and the ice axes. I mean I, I had every each time to keep them weather in the car or whether in the friend's house or if I'm able to get them to the house I put them under the bed <laughs> hiding stuff amazing yeah and also about the, it's not like in France or in the Alps you cannot walk with your with your ice axes on the back with authorities it's a problem okay so you'd have to you'd have to put the ice axes inside the pack Exactly. You cannot walk with them outside. Wow. It's a big problem here. So because because, these, because yes. they don't know. They don't know. It's not For them they see it like a weapon or something. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh and now obviously you've had this wonderful adventure, you and Jeff and, and there's obviously the climb itself, but all the skills that you must have seen, you know, and learnt from Jeff how to use the rope in a different way, moving together, uh, the protection and the technical movement. Are you able to share that with your uh, friends? I mean, I know one of your partners you mentioned in the film. How do I pronounce his name? Adnan. Adnan. Yes. So are you guys able to, well, first of all, share that with other climbers? And secondly, more confident now to go and have some adventures yourselves? Well, to be honest with you, Andy, even if we'd like to share the skills that we watched during the stay with uh, with other climbers in Morocco, we cannot find any. So we only have rock climbers, sports rock climbers. Okay. So no one is doing alpine climber in Morocco, apart wow. from I know, and I know, I know quite the whole the, the whole community. Uh, together with Adnan, what we learned, especially apart from the skills, is the logistics. We were amazed. I mean, Jeff and I arrived at the refuge Friday around 8 p.m., something like that. And Jeff arrived in and switching his shoes and stopped hiking again through the couloir to see what's going on around the couloir. And we were talking together, what this guy is doing? I mean, we're already in the refuge and it's nighttime. What, what's going on? <laughs> so is that, I guess, in, in what you saw there was that kind of attention to detail and preparation that... Exactly, preparation, uh, logistics. The mountain guy is doing because he's obsessed probably with conditions. He wants to get as much information as possible, Jeff, I would imagine, yeah? Yeah, 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 for sure. 
Yeah, and for for us, it was with uh, with Jonathan, the the other guy. It was to find more that what we our main objective was the couleur de glace, but it was to discover what we could do in this place. So there for sure there are a lot of there are tons of possibility, especially long range. But uh, as always, as uh, always in the mountain, the, the weather is always really tricky. So um, yeah, it, it, it remembers that even if you're in Morocco, the the sky is not always blue, and uh, so it's like in the Alps, you have to to be on the place for two weeks just to have uh, two or three days of of really good condition. And um, yes, for us, we we find a lot of possibility for sport ski touring. For yeah, ridge climbing or rock climbing yeah, in the mountain, but um, yeah, the condition are the one are the condition of the high mountain. So you, you need to be you need to know how it works in the high mountain. It's not because you're in a, in Africa. It's a little bit like where I am in Corsica. People come in Corsica and they, they, they think that the the mountain is easy because it's Corsica. No, everywhere in the world, mountain is the mountain are the mountain. And they are dangerous everywhere. So an avalanche in Morocco is the same as an avalanche in, in the Alps. So yeah, you all, always need to, to take care and to try to find the best condition to to climb safely. Okay, and they seem. Thank you. And there was a the man in the hut, the guy in the hut. He seems like quite a character with the stove. Who is this guy? He seems like he has a good smile. Like he, he must have some good stories. Yeah, this guy is called Brahim. He's the refuge guardian and he lives in Tizewusem, the village uh, in, the, in the foot of the mountain. Brahim, he has a big, massive experience in mountains. And uh, the region of Tazaaz is like his garden. He knows every single meter of that area because he was, uh, for uh, his start, taking goats to the mountains when he was a teenager. And okay. at, the, at the end of the day, he was always looking for the goats through the mountains. So he traversed all the couloirs, all the summits. So he knows very well the area. That's interesting, isn't it? Because obviously the, the, the first guides in the Alps were also the shepherds. So it's the same kind of thing. Uh, yeah. yeah, but he, he looks... Does he speak a certain dialect, a mountain dialect? This guy, because his language was it didn't he speak sound Moroc- like French. He speaks speak Moroccan sh- dialect, but in the okay. film, in the film, he was speaking Moroccan dialect. But the guy, uh, is speaking Berber, ah, which Berber. is which is a Berber, which is the native uh, dialect on the village. Yeah, but in okay. the film, he was speaking Moroccan. Fantastic, guys. Just to finish, what I would like to get from you is any tips. There might be people listening who watch the film and get really inspired about Morocco. You know the landscapes, the people, the whole thing. And I mean, where is a good place to start? Let's say if you you don't want to climb this couloir, but something a bit easier. Is there is there easy things there, or it's? I mean, the other thing is there's no rescue team there, is there? So you need to be quite self-reliant if you're climbing in 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 morocco in the mountains exactly Uh, where would you suggest as a good place to start faisal is is it a little bit too too remote and a little bit too serious this place um well well and 
in the in the big atlas in the high atlas mountains we have uh, we have the hikers more than the climbers so yeah. if there are some people looking for hikes for easier hikes through the 4000 meter summits they can go to Tupkal region yeah and this way they will traverse Imlil village not the western village but in Tezaraz itself even if it's remote, there are easier lines that can be climbed. On rock, even on mixed, or even hikes, there are some easier hikes. So there, are, there is always the two options, hiking or climbing. And as we Moroccans, we're more known for hiking. Thank you, great. And Jeff, is it, I mean, was it okay to get weather forecasts? And obviously I can't imagine there was any avalanche uh, forecast, but was it okay to get weather forecast there? <clears throat> yes, uh, we we just have no more than I remember three or yeah, around three days of really blue sky. But uh, even on the bad weather, we find good place. We find uh, we do a line of three pitches of dry tooling of one. To protect with the, with the camp and net, so it was really fun, which means that you can do uh, things even if the uh, the weather is better, if the even if the weather is worse. But uh, yeah, you always have to take care about the, the condition because one of our plan with uh, Jonathan was to 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 climb all of the the ridge around the glacier, which means uh, yeah. a really really long day. But uh, as it was snowing every day. We, we choose uh, not not to do that because it had been too, too dangerous due to the avalanche risk and uh, all what could happen on uh, when there was when it's cloudy how to find uh, the right the right place so yeah it's like the the mountain everywhere in the world you have to always to take care of what what you do and uh, as you have said yeah because there's no um, rescue team. And because the mobile phone does not work everywhere on the mountain, so if you have a problem, it will take time to to call. But who would you call when you have the when, yeah. when the phone works? So yes, you are you are. It's like an expedition. You have to to be able to do what you do by yourself, and don't don't count on the on the people who can come because there's no no other alpinist or no other alpinist who could help you too. Where we were, we see, we just see three or four items, but for sure those guys were not able to, to work on crampon. Um, yes, it, it's a really nice place to go to do some alpinism because you are, on the first day, it's really warm. You're in Marrakech or a place like this. So yeah, it's really, yeah, it, it's, it's different. And then you go in the mountain and it becomes cold and snowy and tricky with the condition so yeah it's two different sides of the alpinism and it's yeah it could be very interesting to go climbing because there's a lot of really nice rock climbing places in morocco too so for me it's a really interesting destination for the for the alpinist for the climber and for the, the mountain guide because there's a lot of things to do yeah a lot of a lot of different landscapes different. and different yeah cultural exactly. yeah yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Well, Faisal, uh, I hope you manage to get to the mountains again in the winter. Do you have any plans? Well, I, I go each weekend to the mountains. I only I work one one Saturday, so I stay in Casablanca. But 
Normally, every Friday evening, I travel to the mountains. I have around six hours of drive to reach the village. Yeah. And I climbed during Saturday, Sunday, and I came back to Casablanca Sunday night. You never know if, if, if the film, if, if other young Moroccan people or anybody in Morocco sees the film, maybe it might inspire them. So in a way, you're kind of a, a role model. Oh, I'm trying my best. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. Well, listen, guys, uh, Faisal, Jeff, thanks for joining us. It's been brilliant for, for reliving that adventure. We'll definitely put a link in with the film and uh, stay safe. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Andy. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I've been your host, Andy Cave, and you've been listening to the Rab Mountain People podcast. To keep up to date and to hear more interviews like this, don't forget to subscribe 